Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to The Sherry Hill Show. Today, my guest, Courtney Young, is a mediator, and I want to learn a little bit how mediation, arbitration can serve as an effective, cost-conscious, and expedient alternative to the ordinary litigation process. So, Courtney, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. So, I love this term, a highly trained neutral. <laughs> <laughs> so, let, let's talk about, I think a lot of people certainly are familiar with lawsuits. However, mediation is an alternative. So first let's lay out, you know, what is it? Why should people consider it? And when is a good time to start the process? Absolutely. So mediation is growing in its popularity, but it is still something that I would say a majority of people aren't really considering when they're in a conflict or in some type of litigation situation um, until maybe they've advanced throughout the process. So mediation is when parties will hire a neutral third, like myself, to come in and help facilitate a resolution to their dispute. So some of the differences between me and say a judge or even me um, as a mediator sitting in that role rather than me as an arbitrator would be that I'm not making decisions, telling you what you should do. Um, one of the benefits of mediation is that parties who are using mediation to come to an agreement are more likely to comply with their agreement because they have control and ownership of that agreement. So those are some of the differences. Mediation is generally more cost effective, it's much faster, and it's a much gentler alternative to the traditional litigation process. Well, I mean, a lot of lawsuits start because people aren't effectively communicating with each other. So you know, whether whatever type of dispute. So it's just being able to get all parties in the same room to really figure out what's the win for everybody, right? Absolutely. And I'm so glad that you said that because communication is really the underlying um, driver, I think, for these types of conflict. And when we start to ignore them or see them spiral out of control, that's when they get bigger than we are and we're not able to really look at it objectively and be able to figure out a way out. And so having somebody to come in and see it a little bit differently and help bridge those gaps can really offer a benefit to parties who are struggling to find the right ways to communicate. Let's take a scenario. So, you know, I'm having some kind of a dispute, hasn't reached fever pitch yet where anyone's ready to file a lawsuit, but we're getting close. Is this something that we can agree to go into a mediation Prior to all the filings and the lawsuits, you would encourage that? Absolutely. Mediation is very flexible in its application, so it can really be sort of deployed throughout the whole life of a conflict. But as with anything, getting to the root of the issue early and getting in there to try and resolve it, I think is beneficial for everybody. And no, it doesn't have to be that we filed complaints, that we have, you know, we're not speaking to each other, that it's reached this, as you're saying, fever pitch, right? So getting in early and getting that looked at, I think is very smart. I just think that a lot of people aren't aware that it's an option that's available to them. So let's talk about the fact I, you are a mediator. So you've, you've gone to, you know, law school, but you are not an attorney. 
Right, so I'm not an attorney and I actually, I got my credentialing from um, the Strauss Institute at the Pepperdine Law School, which is less rigorous than going through a complete JD program or things like that. I studied at the University of Nevada as well. I was actually a paralegal um, at a law firm for a number of years before being encouraged by some of the partners to get into to mediation. And so I think that having a non-attorney mediator um, can be important for the type of conflict that you are experiencing, but it, it depends. I'm probably not the right neutral for every case, but that's true for any type of neutral. My advantage, I think, comes from being able to, if we're talking in the litigated case sense, being able to speak directly to your clients in a way that they really um, understand, build rapport quickly with the client, and then also help you get a good picture of what your jury's going to likely be thinking. So I think that that's important. And then you sort of bookend that with my extensive legal experience, uh, being in the trenches, you know, drafting motions, being in on theory, strategy, those types of things. I really have, I think, a unique understanding of the process and some of the, the risks um, or hurdles that somebody might be facing. Absolutely. <clears throat> so Courtney, I'm speaking with Courtney Young. She is a mediator with Blanchard, Krasner and French, a professional, professional law corporation here based in Reno. So let's you know think about this from not just the negative side. I mean, do you encourage people to use mediation as a way to some contract negotiate? You know, so not just the the legal side of why do we need a mediator, but what are some of the positives to use a mediator on a front end of a transaction? Oh my gosh, you have the best questions. You are just in it. Yes, conflict is an opportunity. Is really how we I try and educate people about mediation and those types of things. And so conflict can be an opportunity for us to come together to um, understand how we are uh, communicating, how we deal with conflict and moving forward. So where a friendly transaction is concerned, yes, if there are just a few hiccups, you know, a lot of people who are inclined to use mediation really have a lot of the tools that they need. They just maybe need a little bit of extra help facilitating getting um, across the finish line. And so there are instances, I really can't think of a issue where conflict is involved that mediation wouldn't be appropriate. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and and there are a lot of there are free services in our community that offer it if it's a very small thing. You know, I tend to think that if um, we're investing in something, then that shows that we're you know um, committed to seeing it through. And so um, I think hiring a professional when you're having difficulty is definitely um, a smart choice. Um, it ends up saving a lot of headache and trouble on the back end. Absolutely, and. The fact that you are a neutral third party, so you don't have an emotional, financial, any type of investment into how this results, right? Absolutely. That you can come in with some, you know, clearer thinking, I'm thinking, because we're not all wrapped in on the emotional side. Give us some idea of, you know, people that have determined that mediation is the right course what is the end meeting when everyone has finally reached agreement? What what do they say to you? <laughs> so a lot of people um, are very appreciative 
um, when we think about the emotional toll that conflict takes on us, being freed of that weight feels really great. And, and it starts to take immediate effect. Once you've signed your agreement and you know that you're done, you know, you're sitting there and you're thinking, Whew, this is not something that I have to go home tonight and worry about. It's not something that I have to wake up in the morning and worry about. So they're very relieved. Um, uh, I ask everybody to compromise. So, you know, nobody is going to be leaving with 100% of what they want. So sometimes that can sting a little bit. But I, I try and make sure that my clients understand what the expectation is ahead of time. And I talk about it throughout the process so that... Um, I really believe that that minimizes that feeling of, you know, I didn't get everything that I wanted, but they really come to this understanding that, like, I didn't get everything that I wanted, but I feel okay about it. Mm -hmm. In the second half, I want to talk about the difference between mediation and arbitration. Mm -hmm. So let's kind of finish on this thought process of, you know, because I've actually been through some mediation, right? But this was, you know, I was in court and then the judge says, hey, do you think you might want to go in and try and mediate this? Mm -hmm. But we'd already been through the process of filings and money yeah. and emotional struggle and, you know, just all the reasons why you want to avoid lawsuits, yeah. right? And so I found the process quite interesting because the mediator, in reality, asks some good questions. Mm -hmm. And really, that's, that's what you're driving at, is getting those questions out, asking great questions, so we can come to a better resolution or see a different perspective. Absolutely. Um, I would say the majority of my job is asking questions. Um, and then separate is understanding the emotions that drive um, the positions that we're taking. And so when you start to understand that and can dissect those things, and then a lot of it is timing. I mean, what you were talking about is that pre-complaint, would you have been in inclined to come in and mediate? A lot of people, um, those cases are really hard for me to resolve because a lot of people still think that they have the righteous case. Um, but after you've spent money and you've done some discovery and you've taken depositions and you've done these things, and you're starting to see that some holes or there's some risk involved, then we start to see, you know, hey, maybe I would be more inclined to go and see if I can settle this, you know, out of court. But yes, at the very heart of what I do is um, a deep understanding of what drives us as people and, um, and drives us in our conflicts and then um, how we ask our question and then good question asking. Right. I mean, it comes down to some of this is the art of negotiation, right? And so I'm sure you're, you're a fabulous negotiator. <laughs> you know, um, I, I would like to think that I'm a good negotiator. There are times where, you know, it's, um, I fall down, I'm sure. But, um, yeah, I, negotiation is um, it's exhilarating for me. I find it interesting. People always surprise me um, in what they may be willing to do or what they're maybe not willing to do. Um, and you're right, it's an art because I have to be able to understand that I can lean in a little bit more on this person and push them a little further than maybe I could if, um, you know, they're having a real emotional response or things like that. It's, um, it's very nuanced. Mm -hmm. Very good. We have to go to break, come back. I'm going to pick up this conversation on mediation with Courtney Young. We'll be right back. Sage International Incorporated helps you start your business and provides the ongoing support, information, and education to make sure you stay in business. 
For over 26 years, Sage International, a local Reno business, has been working with solopreneurs, real estate investors, nonprofits, and seasoned business owners, making sure you're structured in the right entity, taxed in the right way, so you protect your assets and reduce your taxes immediately. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515. Or visit sageintl.com. SunTech Storm Panels are the clear, tough, versatile way to lock out cold winter drafts on your windows and doors. If you want to immediately reduce your energy bill, call SunTech 352-9396 for a free estimate. SunTech Storm Panels are a great alternative. In fact, 60% less cost than those high-priced dual or triple-paned windows. Want to keep the cold out, the heat in, and save money? Call SunTech 352-9396 for fast, friendly installation. You're listening to Pet Talk Radio. Bear, Country Dog, Line 2. Hey, Bear. Dirt, too. It's all over the carpet. What do I do? The best carpet cleaning company in town. Residential, commercial, tile, grout, carpet, upholstery cleaning. Call 829-1551. I'm calling CJ's now. This is Bear with CJ's recommended carpet care. You're listening to Pet Talk Radio. Peanut the Piddler, line one. Oh, I get so excited every time that darn doorbell rings. I piddle on the carpet. CJ's recommended carpet care. He does a great job. He's on time. He's quick. And he stands behind his work. Call 829-1551. I love Pet Talk Radio. This is Bear with CJ's recommended carpet care. Next week on the Sherry Hill Show, we're going to learn how growing healthy minds and healthy bodies is Urban Roots, which is a Reno-based nonprofit that strives to change the way children eat and learn through garden-based education. Welcome back, and thank you for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show. Very excited to meet Courtney Young, who is a mediator with Blanchard, Krasner, and French, We've been talking about the importance of using mediation as a, you know, certainly alternative to the ordinary litigation process. Another term that a lot of people have heard is arbitration. So I don't really know the difference between mediation and arbitration if you want to give us a quick definition. Absolutely. I get this question a lot. And so the the main difference between mediation and arbitration is uh, the role that the neutral plays. And a little bit, I guess, on the role that the parties play as well. So in mediation, the neutral is not making a ruling or a decision. Instead, what the mediator is doing is facilitating an agreement, a voluntary agreement between the parties. In an arbitration, it's more like a trial-type setting, just not in a court and then not before what we would consider maybe a traditional black-robed judge. But in that role... That arbitrator is making a decision, making a ruling. They're taking and hearing evidence. 
and there are also witnesses can be presented, uh, different things like that. So that's the main difference is what you're, in arbitration, you're being told what the outcome is, and in mediation, you're in control of what the outcome is. Yeah, because you hear, you know, binding and non-binding arbitration, mm -hmm. which is in a lot of contracts, which again, is trying to, you know, not get people into a very lengthy, costly legal battle. I want to go back to mediation because I just, you know, pegged on something that, you know, mediation isn't just a potentially a one-time sit-down, right? Is it a, it is a process because you're trying to get to the truth, the facts. Absolutely. My gosh, you are just so great. Uh, yes, that is something that I try and drive home all of the time, is that mediation, a mediation session may be once, but there may be several mediation sessions throughout um, getting to an agreement. Um, it's a process. It is something that takes time. We need emotional lead time. We need time to sit and think about what um, all the information that we've heard because maybe it's the information that we've heard before, but we're hearing it now in a new way. So we can make different decisions. And when we're talking about mediation as a process, I think it's really important to find the right neutral for your clients and for the case because an early bad mediation can sour the taste for continued mediation, even if it would be productive further down the, the road. So I think that that's something that people need to be really aware of. I'm not sure that that's something that a lot of people are talking about, but you want to make sure that you're getting the right neutral for your case. Well, let's talk about that. So what, what makes for the right neutral? Certainly isn't just knowledge of law, but it's really, as we discussed earlier, you have, you know, negotiation skills. You know how to understand people and how they receive information. Let's talk a little bit about the perception and the conversations and what your role is to, to make sure that everyone's being heard. Yeah, absolutely. So I think finding the right neutral includes, you know, attorneys will get a good idea of what their client is like. So are they having some, what I would call a client control problem, where they're not really making headway with their client, their client isn't really listening to them, those types of things. That may be a client that really needs a retired judge to come in and um, a lot of attorneys say, we need somebody who's going to knock some heads together. And it's like, okay, you know, um, I can knock heads together, but am I going to be as effective as somebody who's been on the bench for 30 years? Maybe not, um, at least in the attorney's view. Uh, the other thing, though, is when you're looking at effectiveness, you want to look at a process, too. You know, what does that neutrals process look like? To me, a majority of the work is done before the mediation session even begins. I'm spending time with the clients. I'm reading briefs. I'm um, understanding what some of the issues are. Uh, emotions drive resolution. So the more time that I can spend, and, and people will tell you that, you know, it's business, it's not emotional, it's not personal, I actually have to say I'm not buying that at all. I have seen government leaders, I have seen um, CEOs tell me, I'll do this, but you should tell them that I don't feel like I have to. And that's a big statement. I don't feel like I have to. And tell me that that's not an emotional negotiation. So, you know, emotions drive uh, resolution. And I think that understand, having somebody who can play to both of those pieces is really important. I think I provide that. Um, but again, I think that there are, um, everybody has an idea 
for who may be effective. I had a client who clearly did not want to move further down the path because he really didn't respect the fact that I was a woman. He didn't like that. Um, that's in a situation where I'm not the right person for that, you know, it's, and, and that's perfectly fine. The great thing about mediation also is that we can get into a mediation session and you don't lose your legal remedies. So you can try mediation and if it doesn't work, you can go hash it out in court and go fight and you're in no different position than you were in the beginning. Maybe you just have a better understanding of the issues before you. Yeah. Well, like you said, a lot of it is the discovery, the work you're doing beforehand so that when these parties come to the table, we're not rehashing everything mm -hmm. all over again. You have the facts, the information, you kind of understand what are, what is the end goal. I'm sure you ask, what is your perfect result? Yep, right? yes, absolutely. I tell people to roadmap what they're looking for. You know, understanding that you're not gonna get it all, but it's important that you think through the options and then be flexible in the application of that. You know, sometimes we go in thinking, I absolutely want this, and then I'm just not gonna come off of that number. And that makes it difficult, and frankly, it doesn't serve your interests. One of the things that I'm constantly trying to understand are what is the, what, what is the interest and what is the position you're taking? Because the position that somebody may be taking could, is different than their actual underlying interest. So some of that requires a bit of a magic uh, eight ball, you know, type thing. But, you know, for the most part, people will tell you what they're looking for and they know what they want. And then we just have to figure out the best way to get there. Well, negotiation is a skill. And most of us, how we learn negotiation was not taught in school. It was we watched parents or other people in our world mm -hmm. So that's what we, you know, come into this, where you as, I love this term neutral, mm -hmm. which really is that. And so when you understand where are we starting from, what are we trying to get to, and how do we have effective communication in the process? I'm sure there are meetings that you've sat in that you're just like shaking your head, or some where you go, wow, this is just fabulous. Finally, they're talking. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there are times where I had somebody um, shadowing me and she, she said she was kind of like elbowing me. These parties were just really going at it, yelling at each other, but they were being respectful. I mean, I think that's important. They were being heated. They were emotional, but they were being respectful. And she was looking at me, you know, with these eyes saying, you know, are you, aren't you going to do anything? And I explained to her after the fact that, no, in that moment, sitting there and letting, the, at least they're discussing something. And so how we deal with conflict as individuals often informs our negotiation style. So if we're conflict avoidant, then that can play into how we approach a negotiation. Or, you know, somebody who's a conflict avoider would not do well in a situation where somebody is in their, you know, just high raised voice, yelling at them, that kind of thing. But so many times when parties are actually communicating, then we can start very big, they've let a whole bunch of stuff out, and then we can start narrowing it down. And really, I look for common ground a lot. I look for parties to say, you know, well, you know, you said that this was important to you, and maybe she said it a little differently, but isn't that the same thing? And then they take a moment and they say, oh yeah, that is kind of the same thing. So we find these little steps that we can build a bridge. I love it, I love it. Speaking with Courtney Young, who is a mediator with Blanchard, Krasner, and French, based here in Reno, and we'll collect, Courtney, your contact info 
let's just kind of finish up because when I think of, you know, business and always, you know, the longer you've been in business, the likelihood that you're going to end up in court is, you know, pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Using mediation as a precursor to all that other drama, I think, as you said, kind of a trend going on right now. More mediators are stepping in to be that neutral. What do you want to say to the, to the business owners that are listening to the show about really why mediation is probably a great first step? Sure. Well, uh, you're right. Conflict will happen. 85% of employees report um, being involved in some type of workplace conflict, and 35% of those are on the front line. So it's going to happen, and it may happen between business partners as well. I think it's a great service that you can do to for yourself, your employees, and your business to be thinking about how we resolve conflict. Resolving that conflict early will increase your productivity, make sure that you're hitting your numbers, and then also um, increase employee morale. Keeping key employees is really vital to being able to do the work that, that you want to have done. So I think being aware that it is there and that option, that mediation is an option, is really the best first step, and I would be proactive. Don't let this get ahead of you. You know, if it becomes too large, it can take a lot longer to res- to resolve. So if anybody has any questions, wants to know if mediation is a good process that they could take advantage of, how would you like them to reach you? I can be reached probably most directly via email. My email is cyoung at bkflaw.com. And our website is www.bkflaw.com. And our phone number is 775-384-0022. Awesome. Courtney, really been a pleasure. Thank you for enlightening us and educating us. And I would think that any kind of agreement that people are putting together, you want to get that term mediation into, that's where we're going to start if we have a dispute. I think that's brilliant advice. Thank you for tuning in to The Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified.